So welcome to episode number three of podcast for all things tax. You've heard from Robbie on the pain points that he's determined that driver partners face during tax time. You've heard from QuickBooks about how they can help with expense management and also cool tips like tracking off-trip mileage. And now we're really lucky to be joined by Anna from AirTax on what to do once you have your receipts and your expenses in order. How do you actually comply with the GST and tax obligations that rideshare partners are exposed to? So welcome to the podcast, Anna. How, how are you? Hey, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So tell us a bit about you. Where are you based in Australia? Okay, so I'm Brisbane born and based. Okay. Um, lived here all my life. Uh, my background is in tax and in my direct line of work, I guess, just to give you some insight, I help companies move employees all around the world. And cool. as part of that, I help ensure that the companies as well as their employees meet all of their Australian tax obligations wherever possible, provide them with simple solutions to managing the tax affairs. Wow. So you definitely know your tax then? Uh, yeah, you could say so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. And she also told me off the podcast that she's recently got married. So congrats about oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about AirTax. Uh, so AirTax is a platform that um, effectively helps individuals like Uber driver partners manage the tax affairs. So within this app, it can help you apply for an Australian business number, GST registration, help you prepare your quarterly business activity statements and income tax return. It can be done on your mobile phone, your tablet or computer within minutes. And the best part is um, Uber driver partner information can actually pull directly into the AirTax app, making your reporting obligations super simple. That sounds like a real-time saver. Yeah, it is. So, Anna, why don't you give us an overview about what you feel driver partners need to know about tax? Okay, let me do that. Um, before I get into it, though, I guess I just wanted to say that all the information that we'll talk about today is really general information and guidance only. Sure. Every single Uber driver partner really needs to get their own personal tax advice to make sure that that advice is specific to their own unique situation. Of course. Um, I guess... When it comes to Uber driver um, partners and tax, one of the key questions I always hear is, do I need to pay income tax and goods and services tax? Generally, yes. As an Uber driver partner, you are effectively carrying on a business. So that means you will be required to pay income tax and goods and services tax or GST. As an Uber driver partner, you effectively collect and pay GST on all the fares that you receive. So effectively from the first dollar that you earn. Okay. So specifically on GST, we get a lot of questions about GST and how it works for rideshare partners. So can you tell us a little bit about how rideshare partners maybe need to collect GST and and pay GST in order to be compliant with the obligations? Yeah. So as an Uber driver partner, you collect GST from all the fares that you receive and you pay GST on the business expenses that you pay for, like petrol, tires, insurance. Um, this then needs to be reported to the Strand Taxation Office through a business activity statement. To pay GST as a rideshare partner, you need to have an ABN registered for GST collection. You can do this on the ATO website or free for free on the AirTax um, application. Okay. Most people pay GST quarterly when they submit their business activity statement. And each quarter is effectively made out of three months. So in the first quarter of a tax year, that's July, August, September. The second quarter is October, November, December, and so forth. 
Now, at the end of each quarter, you effectively calculate what's the total GST that you've collected on all of your fares during the whole quarter, and then you reduce it by the total amount of GST that you've paid through all your business purchases. Right. Where your total GST collected is greater than your total GST paid, then you need to pay the difference to that ETO. Right, okay. Yeah. And then yep. I guess on the flip side of that, wherever your total GST paid is greater than your total GST collected, you get a refund from the ATO. That would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a GST credit then? Uh, GST credit is effectively that latter situation right. where you have more, you've, I guess, paid more GST than the GST that you've collected. So okay. more outflow than inflow. Got it. Um, and when that's the case, when you lodge your BAS with a GST credit on there, the ATO processes, processes it and then issues you a refund or the GST credit amount. I see. And what about income tax? Can you give us a bit of information on how income tax works for rideshare partners? So income tax is an annual um, consideration. Okay. Uh, so unlike GST where you report every quarter, income tax relates to a whole financial year. So in Australia, the Australian financial year runs from the 1st of July through to the 30th of June. For Uber Drive partners, when you prepare your return, you report all of your business income received, so for more your fares, um, and all your business-related expenses, such as your service fees, your car, mobile phones, etc., yeah. in the business income section of your tax return. Okay. Um, one of the most important parts here, though, is that you report all the GST exclusive amounts. So, big tip here, deal with GST in your BAS. Okay. All GST collected, GST paid goes onto your BAS. All GST exclusive amounts gets reported in your income tax return. Got it. Okay, great. So there's obviously quite a few concepts here. There's GST, there's income tax. There's also other things at play like the Uber service fee. So I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say I do a fare and it's $100. That is the total fare on that that I've earned. What do I then do from here? How do I calculate GST from this $100, for example? Okay. So $100 fare is probably a great example to start off with. Okay. Um, so yeah, so in you made a total fare of $100. In that fare, it actually includes a 10% GST component. So in your business activity statement, you would report a GST amount of $9 to the ATO. So how did you get to $9 from 100 Is there an easy way to... You read my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the $9, you just go, you take the total GST inclusive of value, divide that by 11 will equal, will give you $9. Well, obviously rounded up. Right. So if you divide any GST inclusive amount by 11, you get to the amount of GST in yep. that fair. Yeah, okay, spot on, spot on. Um, and then if you go into the next step, I guess in the back end, Uber also charges you a service fee of 25% plus GST, so making about 27.5%. So 27.5% of your $100 fare is what $27.50. Yep. So in that case, divide $27.50 by 11 gives you a GST component of $2.50. Okay. You report $9 GST collected in your BAS, yep. and then you offset that by $2.50 GST paid in your BAS. The net amount of $6.50 is what you paid to the ATO. I in see. That's activity statement. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then on the income tax side, I guess, um, is the next step, which is you report the $91 as income. So that's $100 fare minus the GST component of $9. And then you report the $25 as your business expense being $27.50 service charge minus $2.50 GST. GST. 
and then the net amount, taxable income, would be $66. Got it. So, Great. Thanks yeah. for that example. That pulls it all together. Yeah, no, that was yeah. a super, super simple example. But I mean, every single... For an accountant. For <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for... I mean, it can get really complex, especially when you have other income during um, the quarter, the year. And so it's really important that every single Uber driver partner gets tax advice around this. Got it. Thanks. Now we're going to move to part two of this podcast, which is which is asking you some frequently asked questions that we get from driver partners at the focus groups that Robbie held, but even at the Greenlight Hubs and through in-app help. So are you ready for these questions? Okay, hit me with it. So number one, how do the booking fee, tolls and airport fees work with tax? Okay, let's break it down. All let's right. talk about the booking fee first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with the booking fees... When a rider books you as an Uber driver partner, um, you receive 55 cents. So that's broken down to 50 cents plus 5 cents in GST. Okay. In the back end, Uber then also charges you the same amount. So as a result, in your income statement that you receive from Uber, you should have the booking fee in your revenue, um, but also an expense for that same amount. So it's effectively a nil offset. So right, so it actually adds up to zero. Yeah, okay. yeah. But for GST reporting purposes and income tax reporting purposes, you would just need to factor in those two accounts just to make sure that, I guess, in the most accounting way of saying, yeah, your ac- accounts balance out. I see. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> and what about tools and airport fees? Yeah, so saying? tolls and airport fees. Effectively, when you get charged the fees, the rider pays you, the Uber driver partner, for it. So these expenses are collected by Uber on your behalf and then passed on to you. When you pay a toll or airport fee, it's an expense item. So when you receive the amount collected by Uber on your behalf from the riders, it's a revenue item. Again, similar to the booking fee, no effect on you at the end of the day. But for income tax and GST purposes, you do need to report both sides of the ledger. Got it. And just a reminder for any new driver partners that might be tuning in, if you do drive through a toll and you see on your receipt that the toll didn't get added, you can just write in to help and that toll can be added on after the trip. So question two, Anna. In some states across Australia, like New South Wales, South Australia, and soon even Victoria, the government is charging one, a $1 levy on each trip. So for driver partners in these states, how does that work for tax? So in the case of New South Wales and potentially soon to be Victoria, I guess... The levy that you charge to your riders will include a GST component. So it will be $1 levy plus a $0.10 cents GST component. In the back end, Uber then also charges you that same amount and it flows through to the government. So at the end of the day, there is no impact to you. It's just a matter of reporting the revenue and expenses. Right. GST Similar to the booking fee then? Yes, that's, that's okay. exactly it. Great. Let's move to question three. So question three is a bit more of a fun one. What are your top, less well-known deduction opportunities? In other words, what are driver partners currently missing out on that they could be cashing in on? This is probably the the best topic. You should make this number one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's start with the not-so-exciting ones first. So you've got the tax agent fees. So any fees that you're paying to air tax to help you manage your tax affairs. Um, You've got the cost of cleaning, servicing, repairing your cars. Um, tissues, flowers, lollies, anything that you want to pop into your car um, to make the driver, the rider experience as positive as possible. Sure. You can claim that's tax deduction. Now, another important one or hidden gem is depreciation on your car. Right, okay. So depreciation is effectively a reduction in the value of your car over a period of time. 
and you can claim that to reduce your taxable income in your return. Um, whenever it comes to car expenses, I guess Uber driver partners need to be wary of two key methods that they're able to actually claim a deduction under. Okay. And one is the cents per kilometer method. And that is effectively, you can claim um, 66 cents per kilometer up to 5,000 Ks. Right. And does that 66 cents also include things like, besides depreciation, also fuel and other car-related expenses? It actually covers all the running expenses of a car. Okay. Um, so factors are all in as part of that 5,000 kilometer. But, you know, again, just speak to your tax personal tax advisor just to get the specific Sure. Um, details based and on the what was the second method? Um, the second method is the logbook method. So this one is a bit more administrative, but can also be quite beneficial at the end of the day. Right. Um, it requires you to um, note down your starting odometer and your end odometer um, to determine the business use percentage. And then that's applied to all of the actual costs incurred in you, I guess, right. riding the car. And over what time period? Um, the tax year. Okay, Yeah. Right. So, so one complete tax. Yes, that's right, that's right. Got it. Great, thanks. Let's move to question four. So question four, Anna, is how does the $20,000 instant asset write-off work? And before, before you answer the question, perhaps just explain what this instant asset write-off is. Okay, so it's effectively a government incentive for a lot of small businesses. Um, wherever you purchase an asset that's less than $20,000, you, if it's entirely business use, you can claim that full amount as a tax deduction in your return to reduce your taxable income. So that's right. like a win. Okay. Um, and a great example of it is if, say, you purchase a car that's $15,000. Yep. Um, if there's GST charged in it, you can claim the GST portion of it in, in your BAS as a credit. And then you can claim the GST exclusive portion in your tax return as an immediate tax deduction. Okay, great. Just remember though, it's always the business use portion. So if you're not doing 100% Uber driving, um, so rideshare driving um, with this car, then you would need to prorate it so that it's only the business use portion that you're claiming. Understood. And at the time of recording this podcast, it's the $20,000 instant asset write-off. But you said there's some movement happening in this space? Yeah. So right now, you can only claim this up until the 30th of June 2018. So from 1st of July 2018, it'll reduce to $1,000. But you may have heard in the recent federal um, budget announcement, which was handed down in May 2018, um, that there's a proposal to actually extend the $20,000 instant write-off threshold to 30th of June 2019. So you may have another year to do it, but it's not law, so watch this space. Great. Okay. Got it. Thanks for that. Question five. What is the impact of doing UberX on my other sole trader business? So this is for all our entrepreneur drivers out there who uh, might be doing another business and UberX is their, their casual money or their, their side hustle. Yeah, so when you're an Uber driver partner and if you're registered for GST, you have to pay GST on the first dollar that you earn. This concept applies to all of your businesses that you're running under the same ABN. All right, so question six out of seven, we're nearly at the end, I promise. <laughs> Let's say I'm an Uber X partner, but I do some Uber Eats on the side. Mm. Do I have to pay GST on revenue from Uber Eats? Mm, that's a good question. So it's the same concept. Um, if you're an Uber X driver partner and you're registered for GST, you have to pay GST in the very first dollar that you earn. So this applies to your sole trader businesses that may be linked to your ABM registration and it therefore goes for your Uber Eats business as well. Right. 
Okay, thanks for that. And now the final question, and thank you for your patience throughout this um, question and answer session. But my final question to you is, you're obviously someone with a lot of knowledge in this space. You work uh, you know, with AirTags. What top tips do you have to give? What are your last few top tips to give for Uber driver partners? You've already given us some awesome ones like report GST in your BAS and GST exclusive income in your income tax. What else do you have for driver partners? All right, so as we end the show, I've got three top tips for all Uber driver partners. So one, think commercially. You're running a business, so make sure that you maximize your income, you maximize those purchases and expenses wherever applicable, and you report those in the appropriate reporting documents. Two, keep your receipts and paperwork in order. And three, there are products out there designed to help Uber driver partners with making their business and tax affairs all super simple. So you've got QuickBooks where you can manage your expenses and then you've got AirTax to help you report your business activity statement as well as your income tax return. So they're just perfect examples of how life can be made so much easier for you. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Anna. I hear you have a special offer for driver partners listening in. Yeah, so as an Uber partner, um, AirTax is offering all Uber driver partners the ability to register for an ABN or GST for free. Okay. Um, and as, as well as that, we're also offering your first Baz lodgement um, for free. It's normally $49, so an absolute okay. bargain. Great. And if you want to make the most of that offer, you can head to t.uber.com forward slash AirTax. That's A-I-R-T-A-X. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. It was fun doing this. Great. I'm glad. (laughs) Thanks for listening and Uber on. On the next and final episode of Podcast 4, All Things Tax, we bring back Robbie from Uber to ask him some frequently asked questions.